0: Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on BFC Live, we connect with David Wasserman of CanDelta. He's gonna talk about how to choose cannabis retail locations amidst increased competition, especially in Ontario, where the density in some neighborhoods is hard to miss. David Wasserman from CanDelta, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I enjoy having you. Uh, At least I have enjoyed having you. I think I will again, Uh, but always enjoy the CanDelta team coming on based on sort of the insight, the depth of knowledge, the um, real-time sort of experience of what's happening on the ground. And today, I wanted to see if I could pick your brain, get your expertise, have you share about something that uh, is on everybody's mind, at least they if they're if they're in downtown Toronto, and that is mm-hmm. about retail and cannabis retail density and location. Are you ready for that?
1: Definitely. Because that's good.
0: It's funny. Someone did a count up. Like there were twenty five stores. Then were there were like two hundred, and that kind of seemed a lot. And that was like nothing because we're should be passing a thousand in Ontario alone soon, right?
1: Yeah. Well, every quarter it seems to almost be doubling, like about a 40% increase. Uh, so yeah, there's, we're almost at capacity, but there still is some room. Uh, you just have to be a little smart about where you're picking. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's that's actually the question is like, you know, at least where I live, but I live in downtown Toronto, like, you know, all the great corners, all the great sort of mid-block stuff, not all the great, but but many of them have been either scooped up or seem to be scooped up. But there's got to be other places to locate cannabis stores. Tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right, I guess. No,
1: no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like uh, if you only look at downtown Toronto, uh, you wouldn't believe that we're not at capacity yet because, you know, compared to some of the other regions uh, it's just super oversaturated there. Um, but yeah, again, all the easy places are most of the easy places the obvious ones, they, they have been snatched up pretty quickly, but uh, there, there's still lots out there.
0: Can you g- yeah. give me a refresher? Because we've actually been talking to some folks in BC at a recent event that we did, and they have different rules and, and Saskatchewan, two municipalities have tons of power. Tell me about like what the restrictions are for locations. I, I mean, the obvious ones like near schools, but like what rules do municipalities have or influence do they have in cities to actually locate these things?
1: Right. So um, let me just start with BC a little bit. So there, um, well, each municipality is a little bit different, but in Vancouver, for example, cannabis retail stores can't be within 300 meters of each other. Right. Um, in Ontario, there is no such rule.
0: Yeah, if there, if there were, there, there'd be so few in downtown Toronto.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so here, um, there's kind of two main rules. One, the, muni- uh, the municipality has to have not, have opted out uh so uh in january uh, 22nd 2019 was the deadline that ontario municipalities had to say you know what we're going to opt out of cannabis retail stores um they were always allowed to opt back in they still can opt back in whenever they like Well you you're send in- mm-hmm. that note to mississauga <laughs> yeah no for sure again they had that vote uh, not that long ago Uh, But the big thing is once you're in, you're in and uh, I can't take it back.
0: Right. But that, 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 at least, you know, I was listening Well, listening in, I was watching people tweet that seemed to be their challenge that they really had no control once they opted in. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if I was a municipality or sitting on a city council, you know, between opting out completely or like opting in and having it be swamped. Like, I think that's a ridiculous decision, but I can understand it from elected officials perspective, but. Let's not right. go there. Let's not talk municipal mm-hmm. politics. Um, so, so once this, in Ontario, at least, once a municipality says yes, then it, mm-hmm. then I guess there's two things. One, it needs to be I don't know some distance from, some like schools, and then have be zoned properly. Like, what is what are the rules around that?
1: Right. So in Ontario, um, basically, uh, the municipality has to have not have opted out. So you didn't have to opt in. If you gave no answer, you're in. Right. <laughs> Um, The the big one, though, is schools. So you just have to be 150 meters away from any public school or any private school.
0: Uh, That sounds simple, but but I I know it's not because there's been a couple issues about the measurement and how the AGCO measures. And uh, to my mind, it would make sense, like not as the crow flies, but as someone would walk 150 meters front door to front door but I have Mm -hmm. a feeling that that is not the case. Is that the case?
1: No, 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 not at all. It is much more complicated, yeah. (laughs) Of course it is. So um, the big thing is firstly, what is a school? Right. So a lot of these private schools that pop up here or there, um, they're not always on the map and they could change location very quickly. It's just a, a form essentially that they need to submit to the Ministry of Education. And it's a brand new, uh, school brand new location, (laughs)
0: right? And it it could come in the process. So, um, the
1: criteria basically, uh, comes from the education act and it just says it needs to be operating at some point between a 9. AM and 4. PM. It has to have at least five, mm -hmm, five students between the age of 16 to 18 compulsory school age, and it has to teach, uh, the subjects. Uh, that are in elementary or secondary school.
0: Yeah, so that's, it's actually a pretty broad definition, as long as you Mm -hmm. register with the Ministry of Education. And there'd really be no way of knowing if you're a a retailer setting up shop, that maybe at some point between when you sign a lease and get licensed that a school registers or moves or adds adds a wing or whatever it is. Right. That's, that's, Challenging. I know that that has happened as well least we've heard what's mm-hmm. happening, but tell me about the measurement from it's not door. Is it door to door?
1: No. So um, it, that's a little bit complicated too. So if uh, it's the, the primary occupant or the only occupant of the building, then it's 150 meters uh, from the property line of uh, the school to basically the property line uh, of the retail store. In, in most cases, the retail store is not the entire building. Or in some private schools uh, that could be in a plaza or could be, you know, part of a building, they're not the entire building. So it's the space within the building that's occupied by the store or the school, Uh, the closest corners you have to measure from there. Oh,
0: so it gets closer, actually, not further away. Door to door might actually be further away than corner to corner or lot line to lot line.
1: Exactly. Uh, And one issue. So um, people may go online. And the, uh, the AGCO within their application tool for your uh, RSA, your Retail Store Authorization, it has a built-in check just to see if you're within 150 meters of a school, but it's not always accurate. Um, so it, it kind of measures from uh, centroid to centroid, so the center of the school to the center of um, the retail store.
0: But, but you just said that that may not be, that actually may be, that may, that may be 151 meters, but when you do it from the, I see, okay, right. well that, that's a very expensive mistake, uh, exactly. or challenge and, and a mistake is, is maybe, uh, accusing blame, but, but it may not be anybody to blame. It's just, that's where, that's where they measure from. And I guess, right. ha, ha, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. They're, they're mm-hmm. regulators that you have to deal with, but like, has the AGCO been clear about that? Or is that something that's been clarified over time?
1: They've been pretty clear. So on the application itself, it it says the onus is on you. Uh, You need to ensure that you're not within 150 meters. And uh, just because the application was accepted and it didn't give you an error doesn't mean uh, that it'll pass for sure.
0: Um, So you have a good lens of what's happening in the realm. And let's stick to Ontario because that's at least what we're hearing the most well, we heard Mississauga complain about possible clustering, but we also know in tr- in downtown Toronto, there's lots of clustering. Like mm-hmm. uh, are there areas in the bigger cities and towns in in Ontario where there is clustering that's that's clear? And other places that are that seem to be more spaced out either because happenstance or lack of real estate or better operators? like what 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 are you seeing out there?
1: Right. So yeah, clustering does happen, and it is happening uh, because the the places that are the busiest. Uh, everyone jumps in at the same time and, uh, you want to be where the customers are.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's the so, version of like, why would you rob a bank? It's because that's where the money is. Why yeah. would you put a cannabis store there? It's because that's where the people who like cannabis are. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so like, if you look at a map of Toronto, um, you could see that, especially downtown, that's where all the clustering happens as you move farther north, uh, farther west, you know, away from the core. Um, you get, it's more spread out and there's more and more spaces.
0: Uh, I, speaking of more and more spaces, I want to go back to Vancouver for a second, because this is mm-hmm. look, look, Vancouver and cannabis go hand in hand. That's part mm-hmm. of their history and in their wisdom or lack of wisdom, I guess, depending on your perspective, they have drawn a 300 meter circle around each, like each cannabis retail store to give like a 300 meter circum circular. Monopoly really to that licensee. Um, I think it's probably great for that that licensee. Like, it's impossible to do in hindsight, sort of in Ontario. But like, would cities have been if they were allowed, like NBC? Um, like, does that does that create a better environment for cannabis retailers in your perspective, or is it like, you know, now you know the the uh, the Lord of the Flies that we have in Ontario is is sort of a better model for the market?
1: Personally, I, I say let the free market decide. Um, If, even if you have a radius of 300 meters, you can't open up uh, next to another cannabis store. 300 meters still isn't that far. So you could still have clustering, it would be a little bit more spread out, but you'd still have concentrated areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, you certainly can. I mean, you even look at, yeah, yes. I mean, uh, it'd be interesting to see sort of how far the average is in downtown Toronto, one from another. But my mm-hmm. guess is it's actually less than 300 meters, just based on sort of a drive down Bloor Street or Queen Street or Young Street. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is interesting. Have you, have you, is there an idea? I guess this is the other question. You can look at more mature markets or even in, even in Ontario or throughout Canada, like, is there a like equilibrium number that's like population to? Cannabis store, or does it really depend on like, you know, who works in that area? You know, uh, in some case, uh, uh, you know, eventually we'll have like travel and tourism. Like, is there a is there a perfect ratio, or or like we don't even know yet in Canada?
1: Uh, people have given estimates, but the truth is it really depends on the demographics and you know on cannabis users. You can have a very uh, densely populated area, um, but. You know, if people don't smoke cannabis there for cultural reasons or, you know, uh, uh, age reasons or a variety of other reasons, um, you won't be doing good business there. Um, There could also be a place that doesn't look very busy, like a tourist town, for example. Uh, But those could be great uh, because, um, you know, maybe a couple months a year or during the on season. Um, But yeah, but if you just looked at the demographics and just at the population density, doesn't always give you the full story. Yeah, it's
0: interesting because uh, in my neighborhood on the Facebook group, um, there's lots of concern and people are up in arms that there's I think five and soon to be six cannabis stores really in a pretty tight cluster. Um, mm-hmm. And then someone chimed in on the Facebook group. Nobody ever has said the same thing about the ten restaurants that have liquor licenses on the same, literally on the same block, right next to each other, including some mm-hmm. that have now become bottle shops because they were closed down as restaurants. Like it is interesting from like a cultural sociological perspective, the difference between how people are looking at cannabis store, which you can't go in if you're not, you know, under 19, you can't really Mm -hmm. see into them. Yes. They have cannabis inside, but you can't smell it. Can't see it, you know, versus a bar, which is basically wide open or a bottle shop, which anybody can walk into.
1: Right. And people ask me all the time, how come uh, a bar you can walk in without even being ID'd uh, you know, it's only when you try to buy a drink often that they'll, they'll card you. Uh, cannabis store, according to the regulations, as soon as you walk in the door before they let you into you know, the store itself, you need to be ID'd and age gated.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question because you, you can Delta and you David must have people come to you say, we want to open a store, but we think it's too dense. Like, what do you, you don't have to tell us the free, you don't have to tell the expensive advice you're giving, but tell us about the the advice you're giving and sort of your thoughts about like if you were a would-be retailer or want to be retailer and you think things are too uh, clustered or dense, like what are you saying to that when people are coming to you with that request? Well, like, that,
1: so you can uh, stick it out. If you think you're going to do a good job and you're going to be the best, then, you know, competition isn't that bad. If you look at the car dealerships, you know, they always cluster. Right. Right. When, when you want to buy a car, you go to this area and you have all your options. There, at least you have, you know, different varieties, different choices. You go to Buick or you go to, you know, GMC versus you go to, uh, you know, Audi, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting a different type of car, uh, here, more or less, every store is selling the same products, yeah. at least as far as the uh, cannabis is, uh, goes. So, um, you know, you can make it in clustering. There's lots of, uh, people that, that do great, especially, you know, Queen street, you may look at it and say, Hey, does anyone do business here? But you know, COVID aside, uh, Queen street's super busy. Yeah. And, uh, when the tourists come back and all that, uh, you're going to have, uh, lots of customers around there anyways.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, one other difference between, um, say a, uh, a car dealership and even a bar, um, there's no, uh, Ontario car dealership store like mm-hmm. that can sell that can sell things for just as expensive as you, like all those things I think are uh, worthy of conversation obviously not in this context but but it is interesting like there are some certain parallels and then there are some things that are clearly net net different but I, I really appreciate the time because I think it is a thing people are talking about as they walk down the street like this clustering but also mm-hmm. you know you talked about the benefits of clustering and that it may right. actually provide consumer choice and some places mm-hmm you know, if they're super dense or super traffic for, for tourism, or otherwise, it, it could be a really good area. Likewise, I would imagine, actually, I want to ask you this, like, mm-hmm. have you seen like scenarios and I, I've seen them sort of in the sort of suburbs and exurbs of Toronto, that some of those stores are just going gangbusters that are in those plazas. They're the only ones there. There's parking and really the, the only store for, you know, a couple of kilometers or tens of kilometers. And that seems mm-hmm. to be a really juicy location for stores.
1: No, for sure. Again, if you're the only one around, people are going to come. <laughs> yeah. Even if but, even if the municipality is
0: like cringing about I, it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, most downtown. So even if you look at Guelph or Kitchener and yeah, of course, Toronto, um, you get lots of clustering around the core. Um, but as you move out to the suburbs, uh, things are a little bit more spread out. So like um, Sarnia, for example, uh, if you were to look at the map and you know just see where all the cannabis retail stores are. Um, it's pretty spread out there. Like they actually have a pretty good di- uh, distribution.
0: Yeah, not downtown Toronto. Although, nope. I guess if you looked at the whole map of Toronto and they were clustered sort of in the downtown core, which we have, thank you. Um, we'll show that as well. Um, mm-hmm. This has been this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate your inside expertise and actually mm-hmm. broader knowledge than just my block. Because sometimes we're so <laughs> uh, myopic, like, oh, this must be like it is everywhere, and it most certainly is not.
1: Right, uh, it's just hey, uh, I'm in Vaughn. so right. we, we got nothing here. <laughs> yeah, you nothing.
0: You still you still have to drive, and uh, don't no. don't go to Mississauga because uh, then you're then you're uh, you're doubly bare there on on in terms of the cannabis stores. But but mm-hmm. I do think, and actually, sorry, I don't mean to, I want to let you go. But um, this is one of the things that I think is interesting in the Vaughns is in the Mississaugas. Some of the juiciest stores are like right on the border where there's no cannabis stores, right? Like
1: exactly. So so going going forward, um. Again, there are locations, but you have to kind of be smart about it. So if you're to look at maps of basically uh, which municipalities are in and which ones are out, um, like uh, I have a map over here of uh, Shelbourne and Orangeville, for example, they're surrounded by areas where uh, the municipalities have opted out. Yeah. So those stores are doing pretty well because you basically uh, capture all the business um, from around. Plus, I got Uh, a good
0: name for the store in Orangeville. Oh, yeah. Greenville. Um, <laughs> Greenville and Orangeville. It's pretty. It's perfect. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to trademark that at this very second. I'm going to uh, Greenville, Orangeville dot com. David, hey. are you, are you, what, you're registering the domain name right now.
1: <laughs> no, you can have that one. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll head out there together and, yeah. and scout some, uh, some mm-hmm. malls. Uh, David, mm-hmm. thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And thank you for the visuals as well. We like looking at that and sort of understanding from a uh, bird's eye perspective, exactly what's happening too. Thanks so much.
1: Ah, my pleasure. Nice talking to you.
0: That was David Wasserman of Can Delta. If you like this program, please rate and review us on Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torquemains. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.